What's up, everyone? It's Sarah. Ahona. Michelle. Alex. And this is Aromatherapy Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about love and the month of love, I suppose. Uh, so to kick us off, what is everyone burning this week? Um, I have a wax melt going. It's pink. So I think it's vaguely floral. <laughs> I'm burning a lavender eucalyptus uh, candle. It is purple and it is definitely floral. Very nice. I'm, uh, I actually, I got this candle from home in this random box in my mom's room. I don't know what kind of scent it is, but it's, it's kind of sweet. It's kind of like fruity. <laughs> Very nice. It looks really cool. It's on this like nice gold candle holder. It looks like something that would be in your parents' house. <laughs> I'm going, my, we got my mom a DIY candle making kit for Christmas. And so mm -hmm. I'm burning one of the candles we made. And I think it's like fresh linen is the scent. I wonder what the scent profile of fresh linen is supposed to be. I don't know, but I feel like every fresh linen scented thing I've smelled smells the same. Yeah, but like, what is that smell? Cause I'm trying to think what does fresh laundry smell like? It smells like clothes. Like how can you smell clothes in a candle? I guess it's also cream, like that a deodorant, but fresh, fresh scent. I'm wearing fresh scented deodorant right now. I have no understanding of what it's supposed to smell like. It just smells strong. <laughs> or like powder fresh. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about love today in its many different forms um love for self love for a significant other um love within the family uh so does anybody want to start off and say what kind of love is on their mind today uh well i just had my anniversary yesterday so what's on my mind is love for a significant other uh but i will say that it was all, I guess it's not just love for a significant other, it's also love for myself in sort of a convoluted way. Like, uh, I would say that growing up, not that I didn't love myself growing up, but that like growing up, I didn't really have like an understanding of what self-love meant or I don't know, it was just complicated growing up, I think. Not because of any particular thing, it just was. Um, and as everybody on this call knows, um, the getting together story for me and my boyfriend was kind of long and convoluted and complicated um, because of myself and myself only. Basically because I didn't believe that. So my boyfriend told me he liked me. And then I basically was like, <laughs> impossible. There's no way you could. <laughs> this seems dumb. There's no way that somebody could like me like that. And I think I mean, I know that was rooted in the fact that like I would have to see myself as likable then, lovable now to like accept the fact that he would want to date me. So for so our anniversary yesterday was for five years. And so, I mean, we have grown a lot together in those five years, but I think also still every day I am trying to learn how to love myself in the context of both the relationship and out of it, I think. So, 
still complicated and still a work in progress. <laughs> what can I say? But it's, I, you know, at least it's a progress thing, not just like not happening at all. So. I think I have very similar uh, thoughts and feelings as well as Zahona. As um, also just recently had an anniversary with this boy, Teo, who's mm -hmm. on the call and may chime in every once in a while. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, during college, it was a similar thing where it's like, I cannot even imagine that someone would be interested in me. So like any sort of look or like words spoken my way, I'm like, I don't know what you mean. I don't, I feel like what you're saying is like a different language and I don't communicate that. So like, let's move on. <laughs> Um, so it's been a journey for me as well to get to this point that I'm in with both self-love and love with a, an SO. I don't know. I feel like I don't even know. I, some days I'm like, oh, yes, I'm really getting there on myself with uh, self-love. And other days, I feel like I don't even know how to define self-love for myself, which is the problem. Like, I don't even know what the end goal is. So I'm just, every day is like, how does today feel? And there's no like, which I understand that like a lot of things aren't like linear journeys and of all things, how you feel about yourself is probably not linear at all. But it would be nice, like, I don't know. It would be nice to know if I was like close or like on the right track or, you know, stuff like that. I don't know if there's like an end destination for yeah. self-love. I feel like we kind of spend our whole lives just well, because I think we also change a lot throughout our lives. So kind of at each point in your life, you have to learn to love who you are in that moment. Um, I feel like it's probably just something that's like a lifelong journey of like figuring out what works for you in that moment. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, during the pandemic, it's been hard like from my personal experience, I would say that my like acts of self-love have kind of split and that like I'm way more accepting about how I feel and it's like okay to not feel good and like okay to be like wherever I'm at. But I'm definitely lacking in like acts of self-love, like exercising regularly and like making sure I'm drinking enough water. Like that's a different aspect than just like meeting myself where I am. I'm like, I'm gonna spend today in bed because that's what I'm gonna do and that's totally fine. Well, that's why I, I don't know if the pandemic has been like debilitating to my sense of self or not. Like, you know, like some, my, my parents will call or just yesterday, my dad called last night and I was not that I'm like upset or like particularly sad this weekend, but I'm just like low energy. And that's just like, I'm not forcing myself to be high energy. I just spent the day with my boyfriend. It was very chill, low key, but my dad picked up and he was like, he didn't ask me what was wrong but it was basically like the vibe of the conversation was very like well why don't you have anything to say towards me and I was like I just don't but so it's like I similar to what Michelle said like I I don't know it doesn't always vibe with my uh external expectations which I think then further destructs it well I think that's I feel like the whole uh, tension with self-love is that you're constantly just fighting these external expectations of like, this is why you shouldn't love yourself or like, this is why you shouldn't be happy with who you are in this moment. Like, I feel yeah. like that's a lot of sense that external expectations make it hard to feel like love for self. 
Yeah, I was just talking to my uh, my therapist. This would be their last week or the week before, but honestly, a daily theme or a weekly theme where I'm like, I get into these bad head spaces where I'm like, okay, now it's my mission to look for all of the evidence to like not like myself. <laughs> yeah, I guess a big thing in what you guys were talking about is part of self-love is like accepting yourself where you are. It's like so easy to be hard on yourself. And I think I have done a little bit better job of like accepting myself where I am in uh, in quarantine. However, that is paired with uh, and overwhelming, <laughs> overwhelming examples of, um, you know, reasons to think I'm inadequate just because the MCAT is constantly telling me what I don't know. Um, so it's been hard. But uh, the kind of love I've been thinking about lately um, has been uh, like a different kind of love. Uh, one, I guess it is kind of similar to self-love in that it's like, the longest relationship you'll ever have is a relationship to yourself. But um, I recently went back home to Chicago because my grandfather passed away. And um, it was really, I mean, it was, it was sad because um, it's, my, it's my granddad, but the, I think what made it the, um, like, the most like, emotionally heavy was um, seeing my grandmother um kind of I've never seen my grandma cry before first of all she's like she does not cry she laughs and she's very strong but they had been married for 63 years um which I think is almost like I mean it's just that's like a crazy amount of time like I cannot even that's beyond like a relate I that's not even like a relate like what even is that that's you know that's like a part of you like they were a part of each other um like that kind of love is so different than like what i've experienced in these like very like emotionally like up and down things i you know and, and i just i've been thinking about that like what that means and like the kind of dedication that that takes in order to do that yeah <laughs> I don't have much more to say about it. I've just been like, oh my goodness, like how do people do that? I mean, my parents, um, my parents are still married, uh, but um, it's still, it's, it's like a shorter game because I, a lot, I feel like a lot of people's parents, when the kids grow up and they go to college, that's like another period of time where people get, um, kind of they have to they have to like each other more than just for kids and so I think like um you know my I have like I still have a younger brother um it's just I think that there's a lot to be said about people who when there's no kids in the picture anymore like are just choosing like I want to spend time with this person because I like them because they're like a part of me it's crazy I just it just occurred to me and it's kind of only tangentially related but I think like all three of you your parents are still together and they also have like younger children still at home well mine doesn't but oh well, yeah your sister well your sister but she just left so it's not but, like oh is she still did she actually go yeah yeah she's interested. So, okay well you two still they still have children at home 
your parents they just left I don't know it's just it just I was like wow <laughs> that's yeah my parents are divorced they've been divorced since I was five but I don't know it's interesting yeah it, it definitely is I like when I talk to my parents um this is like tangentially related, I guess. But when I talk to my parents about like what they want to do, which is something I've become more increasing, increasingly interested in and like persistent about because in part I'm having my own like existential crisis and I'm like, what do I want to do? Let me <laughs> like, let me ask like the closest people in my life to see what they want to do. Um, they're always talking about like, oh, we want to do this or we want to move here, or, like this and that, but we can't until your sister gets into college. Or like we have to wait until like this until she's like set up basically. Mm-hmm. So I think that ties into what Alex was saying. Like I wonder what form their relationship and their love will take once they're kind of like not free from, but like free to just live for themselves only. Yeah. yeah. Um, and have not have us to worry about as much. Um, because my sister, she's 15, so she has like two more years in high school. Um, and they can go wherever they want and like do what they want and like I don't know in- enjoy each other however they want without having to worry about us necessarily. Um, I think, I mean, it feels weird to call it a freedom because I mean, like we are their children, right? Like, right. They gave birth, they raised us, you know. But it is a freedom in a sense that, like, like obviously my mom and my dad also, but like our our parent, my parents are like always mentally thinking about like they're always worried in some sense on some level they're always thinking about like what I'm doing or what my sister's doing or how we're doing on this day this day this day but there's like very little physical there are no physical requirements anymore like they used to have to drive us to school drive us to practice drive us to this drive us to that and so now I think they also have time to just like spend by themselves and like even if they call to check in on us or check in on me like we're not going to talk for the whole day and the whole night. So at some point, like, I think my parents have been going, not going, they've been doing a lot of like little like date nights type thing, which I think is also different. Like my parents are immigrants. They came here in their twenties and they never really dated <laughs> before they got married. <laughs> their marriage was actually pretty cute, but it's a different story, but they never really dated. And not that they're dating now, but I think they just never had like they came here, they were in grad school, things were hard for them, then things got a little more stable than they had me. And then like, they never had the time, I think, just to themselves where they were like stable professionals who were like successful, who didn't have then like external responsibilities in the form of other human beings to worry about. And so I think it's just like a, and then just for the past, like, the, so the storm just happened in Texas and they didn't have power for like five or six days. So it was just them for like six days with like not a lot of phone contact. And I think they just like sat by the fireplace and played chess and drank some wine and ate some food and read, which is like a very- So cute. (laughs) Right, it is cute. And I don't think that like, like if we had been home, it would have been like, not that it would have been stressful for them, but you know, I think it's, better I think they can focus on themselves for the first time probably in their whole lives like for my parents in their whole lives maybe so it is cute and it is kind of crazy 63 years is insane and I can't imagine I I can't imagine like I've only been in a relationship for five years 
and I can't even really imagine what it would be like to like not just like break up but to like lose him forever so I can't imagine what I'm going to feel like in 58 years yeah like I can't even fathom what that would that would definitely feel like losing a whole half of yourself I think yeah that's not I don't even know if that's love anymore it's just like like something more than love it's just like they're tied so intimately to every aspect of your life Mm -hmm. I think it's like this active choice of like this is my partner in life and we will like go through all of these changes together and do all these things together because I think even like what like along the lines of like your parents kids moving out and then things like shift with their relationship I think that's part of it's just you've been through every shift in your life with this person like that they had your parents your parents grew up they were together your parents had you they had grandchildren like at every stage of their lives and every shift in their relationship they've always just been together and like made this active choice to like change and grow with each other meanwhile um dating and love is very different when you are a young 20 something um which we all are <laughs> well um, especially me okay <laughs> oh my gosh it's gonna be like in less than a month you all no i'm still fresh and old and new, <laughs> new to the world so oh man show no. young and we're crusty okay it's just true. to clarify though that last year at this time right before we all turned 23 Somehow we were still the crusty ones, but when you turn 23, 23 is no longer a crusty age. It's just us that's crusty. Yeah, I feel like that makes sense if you think about it. <laughs> it's amazing how a show defines young, right? Fresh. <laughs> I mean, and I, I told Teo I'm dating an older man because he's 25 now and I'm still young and just out of college. So we're almost two years out of college. I mean, give or take. Okay. <laughs> First time it's actually occurred to me that we're almost two years out of college. Yeah. Scary. Well, this last year's felt like. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not really counted, I feel like. Yeah. Fucking up my Jordan year. Mm. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Fucking up the beginning of our Kobe years. Exactly. I wish I watched basketball. <laughs> I found this out for the first time the last time we recorded the podcast. Okay, okay. <laughs> so like, Kobe Bryant's number was twenty-four. So our twenty-first. So those are like context clues. I feel like I, I, I got. It's just like the connection is missing. For me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um. Yeah. It, it was his number was also eight, but I don't really remember how. You know, what? You have two Kobe years. Yeah, well, I don't really remember how good or bad my eighth year of life was, so I can't say. Were we in third grade? Yeah, yeah. I had to move. I didn't like that. Oh yeah, I started a new school when I was eight. So, I liked that school. So, years of transition. <laughs> third grade. When I was eight. Do what? I think I got bullied when I was eight. Oh. And then in fifth grade, I became the bully. Oh, okay. justice. 
As you should. Yeah, I the turntable. Right. <laughs> I also bullied the boys in my class by physically intimidating them. I feel I feel fine about that. <laughs> what do you mean physically intimidating? What does that mean? It's like you don't have to talk about your past if you don't want to. Bully. Like there was one kid who was like six foot at like ten, who was oh like because he said I was like the Hulk when I got mad. Yeah. Okay. I would have been intimidated. Man, love, love a powerful woman. I mean, unlocked that I forgot about it or pushed away. <laughs> wow, we love Kobe Bryant for that. Yeah, maybe this is the year to come right back around and harness that energy again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, which show's not old and crusty? I forgot we were talking about before that. Um, uh, I tried a young dating. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna switch it to a less like serious, uh, you know, point of view. Talk about the young uh, comings and, uh, you know, unpredictability of, uh, you know, just being uh, yeah. hot, hot stuff. And uh, <laughs> go ahead, talk about being hot stuff. Unattainable <laughs> <laughs> hot stuff. Those are hot stuff. Um, <laughs> you guys didn't like that one um okay well i guess that's that's less about okay i'm going to talk about um dating apps okay when i moved to philly um i didn't really know anyone and i had I had been like a year since I had been, I guess a little bit over a year since I'd been in a relationship. And so I was full force like, all right, girl, we gotta, <laughs> we're gonna move on. And one way we're gonna move on is we're just gonna go on a bunch of dates. And so I downloaded Hinge and I downloaded Tinder and I um, went on a bunch of coffee dates um, and it was really nice and I liked meeting new people and um I think one of the guys I saw for like it's funny like and you guys can talk about your experience with uh with dating apps um one of the guys I um I matched with on Hinge which I think is like the best dating app that there is um I felt like I had like so much in common with him like we were very very compatible like friendship wise like I was like oh my goodness like who is this person like this algorithm is crazy um but I didn't um like there was no spark there was no um like I wasn't very like attracted to him like I was attracted to him but there wasn't that spark I, I don't know how to really explain it without being cheesy as fuck. Well, I think, I mean, I'm not a big dating expert, but you can be like, can't you be like too similar to somebody and, and then you just like met a friend basically, right? Yeah. You're just like, oh, cool. We have all the same interests. I just thought that was interesting. Like, I was, cause like, I mean, you hear about that, but it just like in practice, I was like, why don't I like this person? Yeah. Um, so. I feel like attraction in, like a non-platonic sense is like pretty, I don't know, subconscious. Like, I think it's hard. I mean, I don't know if like people say like they have types of like people that they are attracted to, 
I don't really know how common that is because I've never felt like I had a specific type, but I think I was reading this book called like Big Friendship and they were talking about their like that they were pivotal and really important and significant in each other's lives. Um, like when they met, it was like before they met and after they met and they were just friends and they talked about the spark of when they became friends and like that instant spark they felt with like their, their friendship. But they also talked about how like sparks are different. It's like sometimes a spark, you're like, yeah, this is a great friend. And then other times it's like, this is maybe like a romantic partner. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's just, you get different sparks. <laughs> I don't know. So like maybe it was like with him, it was like, I feel this spark of like understanding, like we're so compatible, but that other thing just wasn't there. Yeah, I think another thing that, um, and this is just uh, me personally, I like, I, I think I put a lot of emphasis on the way that I meet people, on the story of, you know, how we came to be. And I think I just, the way that I was using Hinge was like, I would scroll when I was like, on the toilet, <laughs> like not the like, you know, like in bed, like at like one o'clock in the morning. And like, that's, I feel like I would think about like that and that kind of like, I don't know that like, like what's the word muddied, muddled? It like, like in mood. I don't know. It took away from how I saw um, people who I went on dates with from mm -hmm. figuring out. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to have to necessarily tell someone like, oh yeah, I saw you on the toilet yesterday morning. Oh <laughs> wow, you're cute. Thank <laughs> you in that moment at mid dump. A desire with like that that's when it's occurring to you that you want this kind of connection or something. Or I don't know that like it's like that you're focusing your energy on this, like at night at 1 a.m. or when you're on the toilet, like. And so I think with those people, it's like, well, this is the energy I'll give you because this is the energy I had. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, show Teo what tell us. <laughs> yeah, Teo, tell us what your dating app we're going. <laughs> um, well, my two most, uh, I mean, th this relationship started from the the app Tinder, mm -hmm. uh, and the previous one. Uh, not right before, but I was in another long relationship which was started through a dinner date. Um, but I think it's uh, it depends on your perspective on the, the app and how you use it. Some people will use it for one night stands, some people will use it for hookups or to meet people. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to see who I would meet and if there was like a, like you said, uh, Alex, uh, like a spark. And um, it, it felt like that with Michelle uh, as, as soon as I saw her. Uh, I mean, it, it took a while. Uh, we, we talked about it. She, she was kind of looking to stop this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I had a hard time do, uh, planning the meetings with her, uh, so it took some work. Uh, uh, fuck it, I forgot the, the 
my 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 train of thought for a second there. I can I can yeah. jump in with my piece. Mm -hmm. Um, the way I used apps, I used Tinder and Bumble, I think, and that was like mostly my senior year because I was kind of coming out of that weird uh, self hate thing that <laughs> Mina Hona talked about before. Where I wasn't really open to talking to people really. Um, even if I said to myself that I was like in practice, it wasn't really happening. Um, so like senior year and then after college, I kind of came into my own a little bit more when it comes to romantic situations. Um, but like the way I used the apps was definitely just to meet people and just to see who was out there also. I never was like, oh, this is how I'm going to find my long term like boo, like this is it. I'm just like, this is fun and I'm 21. <laughs> like I want to meet people. I want to like go dancing or get a drink and that seems fun. Um, so yeah, by the time I met him, I was kind of winding down. I was getting very tired with having to like, cause like in theory it's fun, but in practice you deal with real people. <laughs> and I was like, I'm kind of over that for right now. I'm going to take a break. Um, and he was like the last person I was talking to. Um, and we like scheduled the date and I was like, whatever, I'll just go on this date. Cause like. I've already been talking to him. He seems super interesting. He's really cute. Like I want to talk to him. And then if it doesn't work out, that's fine. Like I'm, I'm good. Um, but then there you go. This is weird back and forth where like we scheduled it and then it got pushed back like two weeks. And I was like, hmm. And then we went on the date and it went well. And then we tried to schedule another one. And it got pushed back two weeks again. I'm like, I'm really getting like, <laughs> I'm really working for this. Cause I thought I was going to like hop out <laughs> at this point in time. But I was really lucky. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm happy as well. I think I was just like, let's see, let's see where this goes. Um, like, I'm okay, like either way. And then it was positive, and we kept seeing each other, so <laughs> that that was nice. But not what I expected. I didn't expect to have like a whole um, committed, long ass like very important relationship. <laughs> Tinder necessarily. Do you, do you think it bothers you that the, the fact that that's how it started? There's a lot of people mm -hmm. that don't like that factor. I I don't feel anything. Because I understand you can feel that that's not a great way of meeting someone, but maybe that's because you heard so many stories that seem great. And I don't know. I I don't feel a negative. I don't really feel that. It's just another way of meeting someone. Especially nowadays, which is very common. Yeah. Because, like, I, was I supposed to talk to someone in a bar? No. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. And I graduated college. Where, like, who was I supposed to talk to? So I, I don't really feel a negative. I mean, it was like, it's just a newer version of like match.com or eHarmony. Yeah. Like, mom met her like boyfriend of like 15 years on match.com. Yeah. yeah. Which I understand some people take that as like, oh, you don't have like, I don't know, game in real life or like can't talk to people. And I'm like, yes, I don't. <laughs> I'm shy. But also like, do most people have game in real life? Like especially nowadays, if somebody, and even if somebody charming approached me somewhere, I'd be like, why are you talking to me? Why did you approach me? Don't talk to me, please. Even yeah. if they were like super attractive and like off the bat charming. In fact, I'd probably be even more creeped out if they were charming. because I'd be like, what's wrong with you? don't kidnap me please so you know i think it's fine 
Well, I think there's also like something nice about being on the same page. So I think like part of it is with these outfits, like, okay, I know that you feel this way about me or that at least mm -hmm. you think I'm attractive and interesting and want to talk more. So yeah. There's like comfort within that of like, it's not just like approaching a random person. Right. It seems more mutual, right? That you're both like, okay, well, let's yeah. try, it's, let's try to see if it works out. Yeah. Looking for something similar. And the mm -hmm. people that you are exposed to and know. Like, I think assuming and expecting everyone to like be compatible with like only the people that they know in their personal life from like work or school or wherever else you meet people, like, why? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not like, like there's so many people yeah. in this world. Yeah. Really, I mean, and I'm, um, well, I don't know what, I'm in a, a complicated situation <laughs> right now. And um, I think it's interesting because we are doing the exact same thing. Like we're both in the same program, both applying to medical school at the same time. And part of the reason why it's like, you know, been kind of hard is like, it's, it's really, I, I guess I like took for granted a little bit how nice it is to have like someone close to me in my life who's doing something completely different where like we have different stresses and it's you know you can I think you know it definitely it it can work to date someone who's like pretty like very very similar doing the same thing as you but I think it can be hard if you're even mildly um, a competitive person which I am <laughs> <laughs> well, so isn't he also pretty competitive yeah, I think we were both college athletes um, and we're both <laughs> applying to medical school, which is like, I don't know, like maybe someone could have predicted this was a bad idea, but like. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there are a lot of, I mean, like doctor doctor relationships are like abundant, right? So it's not, True. maybe it's just like a timing. I mean, like, yeah. I will say the doctor doctor relationships might happen later when people are actually doctors already and are not going through this like entire stressful period of trying to become a doctor right but it's like impossible maybe it's just timing yeah I think there's I think there's a lot of factors I'm not I there are definitely there are definitely people that can make uh make that work there are obviously other things that are yeah. you know that we're um you know working through but it's just you know it's something to point out and something that I've kind of learned you know, you learn something. I I feel like I've been. This is the like third pretty serious relationship I've been in, and I learned something pretty big from each of them. And um, you know, I think that's just one of the things that I I'm taking out of this that I like. I like spending time with someone who is having a different life experience than me day to day, mm -hmm. because I don't want to talk about pre meds when I get home. Yeah. In fact, I want to talk about anything other than that. <laughs> Literally anything else. <laughs> but some people like to talk. Some people like to just only yeah. talk about the things that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Everyone's different. Yeah. This remind, reminded me slightly what you said about the movie The Adjustment Bureau. I don't know if you've seen it. Matt Damon, Emily Blunt. Uh, but part of it is like the idea that people come into your life for like specific amounts of time for like the, they teach you something. So like the premise of the movie is like that Emily Blunt comes into Matt Damon's life to like inspire him to be like 
to run for president and like want to change the world and stuff like that but that she's only supposed to be in his life for a little bit of time yeah. and then the whole thing is that they're fighting because they want to be in their lives for a long time oh she has to leave well because they i'm gonna okay now we're talking about the adjustment bureau the, <laughs> the rest of the go movie, ahead just don't talk about it it's fine well um the because they the argument it's like they're angels and god and stuff and it's like you don't have free will um because like they're like oh when we gave you free will you did the world wars so it's like we've taken it away again Mm -hmm. uh and so they're like we're gonna put emily blunt in your life for a little bit to inspire you to run for president so you can make all these positive changes in the world but Mm -hmm. if she's in your life forever you're gonna feel satisfied and you'll never want to run for president because you'll feel like your life is enough it's like okay living okay what you said about like every relationship that's been in your life has like taught you something I think there's like part of it where it's like even like people who are in your life for a short amount of time can still like really impact your life in big ways yeah well I feel like um like I said my boyfriend and I boyfriend and I have been dating for five years but our relationship has been through a lot of phases we dated while we were both in college so it's in person we were dating together but we were like 18 19 20 so like really young also this is both of our first relationships so the whole thing is just anyway so that was our first relationship we dated in the same city when we were in college basically then during my senior year he left and was like he graduated and he was living somewhere else and teaching and that was like our second phase um because he was having a hard time where he was and I was in like my senior year of college which was like two very different phases of life and then um now we're in this phase that's like well then we were in a phase where he was in this like postdoc program and I had just started my job here in Seattle and then now he lives in Philadelphia and I still live in Seattle and he's in school grad school and I'm still working and like I think it, like in the same way that Alex, you said that like every person has taught you something in your relationships. I don't, like in my relationship, every phase has taught me something. And I feel lucky that none of those phases have like actually broken us up because I mean, it has been hard. It's not like it's been a breeze for five years. Um, Not that it's been like super hard. but it's just interesting that I just never expected, I don't think, to like, like I knew that I would change as a person, I knew he would change as a person, but I didn't expect us to feel like, um, I don't know, that like, we are not the same couple that we were at 19 or 18. Like that would be, we are so, so different in just ourselves and who we are together. That It's just kind of like, it's crazy to think how much we have learned from each other. And it's just interesting to me that like, I've been lucky enough to have that with the same person and not have to like, but now it's come to the point where like, if we ever break up, I will not die. Cause that'd be really dramatic, but like, you know, <laughs> anyway. yeah. But anyway, I think it's, I've gotten lucky. I think it's, I think about it a lot, especially like anniversary times. So I'm like, wow, we have been through a lot of things together that have taught us a lot of uh lessons and so i think yeah it's interesting. i think you've both also really changed a lot with each other like 
you've both grown a lot as people, but yeah. it's like complimentary growth in a way where you just yeah. both. That's, I'm also glad that we like at like as of yet we haven't like outgrown each other, which I think can happen to a lot of people. Um, yeah, we've all seen that happen. Yeah, or like we've been growing. And even if there have been times where like one of us was growing at a different rate than the other, it was always in the same like direction. We weren't growing like this, at least. So, you know, it's all about balance. <laughs> Her hands went um, in opposite directions for those audio listeners out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't grow in opposite directions. We grew if at least in the same direction, if not always together, at least we always like one of us was growing, but helping us, helping the other opposite, opposite, whatever. Sarah, do you have any type of love you want to talk about today? Um, well, I always like to talk about, I don't know, I feel like that, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> like that love itself feels like it's just the same, but manifested differently all the time. Or I feel like the idea of like soulmates, like I think that you can have many soulmates in your life and it's just like a different like how they are in your life so I think like you can have really strong friendships like the big friendship thing where it's like this person's clearly a soulmate like yeah your souls connect and like meet with each other and I think in some ways it's like with romantic relationships like soulmate kind of feeling like those kinds of relationships it's like you have what you have with your friend but then it also feels like there's something new also added on or I think well part of it is that I think I'm on the ace spectrum in some capacity because I've only been sexually attracted to one person but the what I notice in my relationship with her compared to like my relationships with other people it's like one I haven't known her very long um but like our relationship wasn't really we, it's not that we don't have a friendship, but that like when I think about her and my relationship with her compared to like my relationship with like other friends, it's like, I'm not as close to her just because like, because we haven't put in that work in the same way that like I have with some friends. So I think it's been interesting for me, like we have a more casual relationship. Obviously I really care about her. She cares about me, but it's just like a more casual thing, not like the same intensity, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting because I've never had that experience before and like never felt, I've been sexually attracted to anyone um, or like had a romantic relationship of any kind. So it's just interesting to see like those different kinds of love and care manifested differently. And like, I don't know, I think that people with like these big sweeping romances in their life, I feel like you, it's like putting both together, I guess. In a way that felt very all over the place <laughs> but yeah, it, made sense. it wasn't it made it made sense like kind of talking about like sexual attraction versus like um more like intimacy with like emotions and mm -hmm. I think we can all relate to that like having varying levels of both or either and I think sexual attraction is its own type of intimacy like I think that's part of it is that I'm close to her in a way I'm not close to anyone else because we share something that I've never shared with someone else. But I think it's like, it's different than other things. Like it's not better or worse than emotional intimacy I share with like friendships and stuff or like family. It's just 
yeah. different. I think also what's not, it's just something that I've come to learn over the years that like, you really have to figure out, like, I think, you know, we all see the like huge grand romantic gestures on the internet or like videos and you're like, wow, that's so romantic. But sometimes I think about it, I'm like, I don't know that I would like to be, because like, so then you have this like wishful moment, you're like, oh, I want something like that grand and sweeping. And then I think about it, I'm like, I don't know that I would actually like in that moment want to be that person. And so I think it's a lot of like understanding a, I mean, obviously everyone has different kinds of love that work for, or different expressions of love that work for them. Um, but also understanding what those expressions are for yourself is a whole other, you know, cause like I spent a lot of time on TikTok. It's, you know, there's so many romantic videos. I'm like, wow, that's so cute. And then it's like, it's cute for them. Like I'm happy and I'm feeling all like giddy because like they are happy and giddy. It's like, I don't necessarily want Michael to write a song for me and sing it like on the park. I, I would be mortified if he'd have to go away. So, yeah. yeah, you'd rather him sing it to you if it's just like you two, that kind of Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Just like, it's funny because I think, well, I think that's something that, um, I don't want to say like we're all, we're all the same, but like we, um, I think in general are like, place a little bit less emphasis on like superficial acts of um like friendship or like relationships like um you know I feel like um spending time with this works for friends and relationships like spending time with your friends like being there sitting on the couch laughing is so much more valuable than like getting a very cute Instagram picture of like everybody like there's like you know how many there's so many moments where like we can all think of where we wish that we had like a picture of it to like you know but it just didn't happen because we were living the moment instead like we were you know like appreciating like what was actually happening yeah and I think it's kind of it's kind of similar with like this whole like grand like grand gestures and stuff like it's there's something that's like missing when I'm sometimes sometimes there can be both but I feel like something's lost when it's like when it's meant for mass consumption instead of just for the people that are involved yeah what's interesting I read this book about it was like a Celtic wisdom book and it kind of talked about that with like uh because the book was called Anamkara which means soul friend so it's like a friend that your soul, like you, your soul recognizes the soul in another person. Um, but it talked a lot about like privacy in like relationships and how, and it was a little extreme because it was like, oh, like stories about love or like movies and stuff like that, like that it takes away from the love that is there by like sharing it with other people that there's like some special thing that's just united between two people and that the privacy is part of what makes it so significant but I think also it probably ties into like love languages and I think for some people like declaring their love to everyone makes them feel like proud or happy you said love languages and I was like oh my god like why didn't we all go around and say it like I don't know do you guys know your love languages should we just say them 
Uh, I think I know. I mean, it's not as uh, next. I think my love languages now are different than they used to be. What? Sorry. I think my love languages now are different than they used to be. What are they now? Um, I think now it's quality time. Not that it was like not quality time before, but I think, uh, I think before I would have, before I was more um, into like verbal affirmations. Um, just because like how I grew up, there wasn't a lot of, not like my parents did anything bad. It's just like culturally, there's not a lot of verbal affirmation. And so in the beginning, I want to hear it all the time. But I think maybe it's because of like how my relationship is, you know, like, and who I know my boyfriend to be that like, I know, maybe it's like I understand what his love languages are. So like, it, like I've grown to desire quality time because I don't know, that's the most meaningful, especially because we live so far away from each other that it makes more sense now for it to be like that. I can go. Mine are quality time for sure, um, physical touch for sure. And then I like like doing acts of care. So like painting his nails or like <laughs> giving him a foot massage. I enjoy doing that stuff yeah. a lot. That's nice. I think mine matches hers as well. Um. I am definitely big on quality time. Um, and kind of, it's funny, I felt like I was in denial about this, but I really do value gift giving. Not bad. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to try and fight it anymore. <laughs> it's the way that you express or receive love. It's um, bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, okay, I feel like it's like sometimes physical touch, but like sometimes I'm like, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. That's me. I feel like we all have quality time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. It's interesting. I think my love language now, my primary love language is quality time, but it used to be physical touch. Um, mm -hmm. But I think like when I moved, it was like I didn't have friendships that were very touchy feely. So I think I kind of adapted to yeah. desire quality time more. Mm -hmm. Also recently I've understood more gift giving as like a love language. I used to, I don't like the obligation that comes with like holidays or birthdays. Yeah. But like I really enjoy, it's more like for me, I enjoy giving people gifts, but like just small things. Like I really, love giving people like small things that I'm like yes here's a candle <laughs> just because <laughs> yeah well I was gonna there you go oh no go ahead I was done <laughs> no I was just gonna add that Alex's and you reminded me that like well I don't say I didn't say gift giving because like gift giving makes it sound no like what I would say is that it's more like thinking of you like little things that like are always just like oh, I just thought of this and I thought of you and here you go <laughs> it's like that you know that kind of stuff not like because like I, I wouldn't count those as gifts it's just you know well they are gifts I think it's just that yeah. gift giving is associated with like some capitalistic greed ever but yeah. like it can be a personal thing like mm. a gift can be a, a painting that you made for someone or like I know you like with Michael like would make elaborate things and like design like all mm -hmm. of these I think some of my favorite like my favorite gift that I got from you was like the quilled butterfly yeah. like mm -hmm. it's just a way of saying like I 
just thinking of you and I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Like thoughtful, thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. Like not just like any, like, it's just like I'm, stuff, you know, the ladies these days, like the <laughs> bags. I mean, if someone wanted to get me a Birkin bag, I'm not saying no. <laughs> Listen, you've heard it here first. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like stuff that's like I you know specifically that there's something about me that I like I would appreciate this or I feel like I need you feel like I need this right now. Like yeah. That kind of stuff feels nice. Yeah. Well that's why I think care packages are such like a a wonderful thing. Like I sent a care package to Michael, like I was on TikTok and I saw this body soap that was like, this girl was like, oh my God, this body soap smells so good. And like, literally I got off of TikTok and went to Target and I was like, I found the body wash and then there's a $35 shipping minimum. So I literally just filled it with like other stuff. But it's just like, you know, things where you're just like, oh, just thinking about you, hon. Here you go. Yeah. Um, anyone have any final thoughts on love? It's complicated and it's an, it's a um a mystery it's a winding road in a dark wood but sometimes well very often bright light comes in because it's beautiful but sometimes not all the time you gotta stay on the trail of love and then you'll reach a destination uh no one has ever told of it's not about the destination it's about the journey that's good Thank you. So, uh, that was our Hallmark representative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also think it's weird. Just one thought that I think it's not weird, really interesting that love is just like an explicable thing that we all spend all this time trying to like talk about. But it's, it's weird that it's so inexplicable and yet it requires like in a relationship with anybody, friend, parent, sibling, significant other it requires so much work. But it's also this like intangible thing that you just kind of like feel and just like a, which I think makes it even more complicated that you're just working towards this like, like Sarah said, like a spark. That We're all just yearning. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I wish that was something that we touched on more. The fact that it does take work. <laughs> it's yeah. like that thing where you don't actually have to do stuff. We can talk about it next time. We don't have to not talk about it. Yeah. We could make this a two-parter. We could. We definitely could. This is love. The next time is love behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> should, should I take us out? Doesn't anyone else? Okay. Um, well, oh wait, Alex, do you have something? I said, yeah, take us out. Like okay. I was. <laughs> All right. This has been Aromatherapy Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Michelle. I'm Ahona. Sarah. Alex. And our guest. Theo. Theo. <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media or Spotify, <laughs> it is Aromatherapy Podcast. Um, okay, also on Facebook and Apple Podcasts. And thanks for listening to us chat about love. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>